We are blessed today that Jesus has not only given us the parable, but he's given us the interpretation of the parable, so my job here is done. <laughs> no, not really, but it is wonderful when we have, as the disciples have, the, the parable unraveled for us, unlike the crowds who are left with the mystery of what Jesus was talking about, we are blessed to be his disciples and to have this, this word of explanation, to have Jesus' unraveling of it, of what it means for the seed to be sown. So I just want to run through today for my homily Jesus' explanation and, and see how we can apply this to our lives and see what it reflects of how the word of God is interacting with us. So he begins by saying that the seed is the word of God. And firstly, before we can think about how this seed grows in our lives, whether it's bearing fruit, we must recognize those moments where the word of God comes to us, whether through our coming to mass or through the homilies or whether through our own personal prayer or even through the circumstances of our life. When, it, when are those times that God has spoken to us? Perhaps we've, we've felt prompted to do something according to God's word or revelation. Perhaps we've, we've discovered something new about God or we've discovered something new about ourselves. But when are those times that we've noticed the seed falling into our lives? Um, yeah, when, when has God's word come? Because only then can we really evaluate whether it's grown or not. So when, if we think of those times when, when God's word has come to us, how have we responded not only initially, but how have we um, kept, kept that word with us and allowed it to grow? Because perhaps like the first group of people that Jesus talks about, we might have heard the word, but then something comes and takes it away from us very quickly. And that may be the work of the evil one um, distracting us or convincing us that it's not true. Perhaps God's revealed a truth about ourselves, perhaps our, our belovedness, our worth in his eyes, and then instantly some other voice comes and reminds us that we're worthless and takes away that truth that God's given us. So perhaps you can recognize some of those moments that um, the truth of God's word has been taken away straight away and it's good for us to be aware of the work of the evil one undermining the seed that God wants to sow. The next group of people that Jesus talks about are those who hear the word on the rock and this is when we can respond very, very energetically and very quickly to the Word of God, but it's only a momentary thing. It has no root. We may, we may kind of change our behavior for a day or, you know, keep this truth before our minds for, for a few moments, but then we don't have any root behind that activity and after a day or after a few days, it falls away. We, we fall away from responding to God in that way or we forget that truth that God wanted to reveal to us. So one of the times that, that that's happened to us, that, that we've responded initially with a great burst of energy, but it had no, no um, persistence behind it. And the third one, I think, might be the most common and easiest to relate to. The third group of people is the ones among the thorns, that when God's word comes into their life, they're distracted and it's choked by the many other things that go on. The, Jesus says, the worries, the riches, and the pleasures of life. And there's, there's many of those that we encounter every day, worries or riches or pleasures. But 
we can also find that perhaps we go to Mass in the morning and there was some word that, that struck our mind, but then there's, there's so many things going on in the day. There's so many things to worry about, to get distracted by. Do we ever call back to our minds what God had spoken to us? And perhaps that can only happen by, by perhaps writing it down or bringing in structures of referring back to what we'd prayed on in the morning or something like that, so that that word doesn't just get wiped away or choked by all these thorns. And finally, Jesus explains for us what the rich soil means. Who are those ones who receive the word in rich soil? And to repeat what he says, he says, this is people with a noble and generous heart who have heard the word and take it to themselves and yield a harvest through their perseverance. So there's two qualities in Jesus' description here that are key for us if we are to receive God's word, receive that seed that is thrown and allow it to bear fruit in our lives. And that's firstly generosity, that we need that, that willingness to respond, that willingness to, to give ourselves and open ourselves generously to what God might want to do. And um, unlike those who were on the rock, that, that's a generosity that's that's from a deeper place, not just the momentary, oh, I'm going to do this because it sounds like a good idea. But um, this is why it's also combined with the other quality that Jesus gives us of perseverance, that our response to Jesus, our response to the Word of God and what he calls us to um, needs to be something that really takes our whole life and that we're, we're really given to. It's not just a fleeting moment of inspiration and then we go back on with all the other things that we're motivated for. But um, we're called to a, a constancy in our response to God, a constancy that, that allows us to walk with him each day and even each moment of the day. So let's take this encouragement from Jesus today to, to recognize where his seed is falling, um, where, where in our lives the seed is falling, what are those different things in our lives that prevent the word from growing up and bearing fruit? And let's, let's look for ways that we can foster this generosity and this perseverance that Jesus calls us to so that when the word of God comes to us, it can find a home in rich soil and so that we can really enjoy the fruits that God wants to bear through our lives.